Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for... All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are off to the races. Another episode, another installment for the archives of the Conspiracy Farm. We do not start the conspiracies. We just add a little bit of water. I'm rolling shotgun, as always, with my partner in crime, UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Militich. What's up, brother? You know, I'm out here in Providence, Rhode Island, getting ready for another uh, broadcast on Access TV of uh, CES, which is a mixed martial arts organization based in Providence, Rhode Island. Jimmy Birchfield Sr. and Jr. run that, along with Pat Sullivan, their matchmaker and operations guy. So I'm, you know, excited about the show tonight. We've got got some good fights, and then uh, excited to be on the uh, little Skype action with you to talk about current affairs, what's going on. The world continues to be in chaos as always. We had some technical difficulties. We were away for a little bit. Uh, we had we gave a <clears throat> a couple of attempts to interview. Uh, or Tierney Elizabeth uh, Lee Beck, and for the love of all that's decent, things just did not go our way. Um, you know, we'll try to get her back at some point in time as things progress, but uh, those two attempts were unsuccessful, but very, very interesting conversation. A very interesting person, is she not, Pat? Um, yeah, yeah, she's interesting, and, and um, I saw her on the on with um, uh, with George and uh, Jason. George Webb and Jason Goodwin, um, and she was actually wearing a tinfoil hat. I saw that. I saw that. I guess uh, you know, you know, she doesn't take herself too seriously. But you know, with the conversation being as serious as it is, you know, maybe people may not take her as serious with those kind of antics. But whatever, it's her prerogative. We got our own little lane to stay in. What are we talking yeah. about today, man? Like the world continues to be a little nutty. The Russian narrative still everywhere. North Korea. What's going on, man? Yeah, things are things are things are interesting in North Korea. The the uh, liberal folks here in the United States seem to take more offense to Donald Trump saying that we're locked and loaded if North Korea uh, makes the wrong move uh, than than finding any criticism for Kim Jong Un fat boy um, <laughs> potentially launching missiles towards Guam. Yeah, I, I found it interesting, quite frankly, you know, to take such a. I mean, the guy. This has been going on for a very long time with him. Um, I, I posted. Yeah. I posted a video of Bill Clinton with the with the great North Korean deal that we supposedly got, and they were going to freeze and dismantle their their nuclear program. And this was dating back to the '90s. So yeah, this has been a problem. Yeah, that was when Bill Clinton gave them five billion dollars and two nuclear reactors, um, while Monica Lewinsky was giving him a blowjob. Right, right. Well, and again, to, to to equally distribute, as we you know always say, we're equal opportunity roasters. Donald Rumsfeld worked for a company called ABB, which right? Also, which also provided those guys with uh, some you know hardware infrastructure for their uh, their nuclear program. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Rumsfeld Rumsfeld's not a good guy either in my mind. And you know, when I go back to the Bill Clinton thing and him doing being able to pull that off while Monica Lewinsky was under his desk. Um, you know, liberals liberals would you know commend him for multitasking, <laughs> while shaming our current president for actually taking a hard line. I mean, yeah. the dude the dude is talking right. about you know nuking, you know, or you know hitting Guam, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, well, when did this become acceptable? You know what I mean? That we gotta at least 
it, we, you know, we can't, you know, allow this to, to uh, you know, cats to just go threatening our, our allies. I mean, I guess Guam is even one of our territories. Yeah, and then the, the uh, apparently there was a Chinese newspaper that wrote that if North Korea takes the first initial action in a war, that China should stay neutral. Um, obviously, nobody wants China involved in this because that gets really ugly. But look, think of think of how this sets off. People aren't people aren't realizing that um, China and India have been uh, battling over a region in Tibet for a long time. Um, in the what's it, the Dolan Plateau? Is it? Yeah. And it's uh, borders right. It's where China, India, and Bhutan all come together. And nineteen early nineteen sixties, they had a conflict about that that land. And so I sit there and I think to myself, okay. If something kicks off, and I, I think it's very unlikely that North Korea is dumb enough um, to do anything that would get them annihilated. You don't but think so? If something were, I, I really don't. I, I don't think so. I think it's almost, uh, you know, and Trump's tough talk is obviously to bring the, uh, Kim Jong fat boy to the table. Um, well, and they're likening this to the, you know, obviously you know, st- stress levels are high because everybody thinks he is going to do something to him being Kim Jong. And it's uh, they're likening this to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which I found interesting. You know, pretty pretty provocative because obviously that was one of the closest times we ever came to, to nuclear war. Right, but I see I see the situation between India and China. Um, you know, if you're India and you want that land and make sure that you keep that land, when if China were to jump in against us, um, does India go well? Shit, this is the time to go because they're focused on dealing with the U.S. and the North Korea situation, take our land back now, and then Pakistan jumps in on China's side uh, against India, all nuclear-powered right. uh, nuclear powered countries. Um, where does Russia come in? Then the so-called uh, allies in Europe um, that are complete disarray because of the mass immigration and all the other chaos going on over there. Um yeah, I don't know if you saw a bunch of beachgoers in Spain uh, were surprised to see like several huge, uh, for lack of a better term, ships, Rap. boats. Yeah, with with uh, refugees just flooding the beach. Yeah, dude, it's it's. I feel I feel horrible for them. Um, you know, and in um, Hawaii, I believe that there's a lot of Syrian refugees arriving in Hawaii. From what I was told, these refugees look to be African. I don't even know if these guys were Syrian. Uh, the the boat. Yeah, they're just refugees. But um, you know, you wonder um, what Hawaii is doing to protect um, all of the uh, you know all of these refugees from a potential North Korean strike. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that that well, and we've talked about this, Pat. You know, as you know, you know, we 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 often say it's chestnut checkers. You know, we've talked about this region being the next theater for some time, and I do feel the chess move as it relates to this North Korea. Is uh, you know we've always had a presence there, but I think this is going to be the next theater of operations as it relates to anything militarily, because that South Pacific region has been militarized by the Chinese. When we talked about ASEAN, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, and the trade deals, you know you're talking about I think the fourth or fifth largest economy in the world with all of those nations in ASEAN not having anything to do with the West. You got the president of the Philippines heading up that organization, and obviously we're we're seeing our CIA and our covert moves to go in there and topple them. I think for right. this for this larger region, this this area is going to be in play here in the next you know ten fifteen years. You know it already is. You know with the Spratly Islands and China and us lifting the arms embargo in Vietnam, um, and I think the area that what you're talking about, we mentioned this before the 
China's one belt, one road goes right through this yeah. area that the, the Yeah, the, they want to build a road through uh through that area, through the Dolan Plateau in the Himalayas. And uh you know, so they're yeah, that's that's very important piece of the puzzle for the trade puzzle for them. And so, you know, India and, and China are coming to a coming to a head on this thing man it's, well and it's, it's interesting like every other time you know there's always the element of, of of fear or you know some crazy leader which you know kim jong-un is you know all of these the, these moves to the pacific will be under the guise of combating a kim jong-un or whatever when in fact it is a larger chess move because in <laughs> china's not just going through that area in in northern india and all that that one belt one road goes up through china into into europe and into part you know western parts of asia Right. Um, it's it's big, man. This is um, again, and a lot of these trade deals have nothing to do with the U.S. And we are, you know, we're we're kind of left out in in the breeze as it relates to this, and we're not we're not digging that. No, H- hence, the, mo- hence the moves going on in the Philippines. But um, you know, if if it leads to God forbid a nuclear holocaust, not a whole lot of people left to sell shit to, is there, Jeff? <clears throat> Well, yeah, and that's what I said, mutually assured destruction. That doesn't, you know, I, we've talked about this too, you know, the economic interdependence of all these countries. Like, you don't scorched earth shit anymore. And that was my question I wanted to ask you. Why is it this, like, binary choice? Why does it have to be either we nuke North Korea or we don't? Don't we have tactical, surgical shit that's not nuclear that we could still go in and take stuff out? I don't think we would nuke. We, there's no need to nuke them. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. Why do they keep saying? I mean, they, the news and everybody just presents the option as either he does nothing or it's it's nuclear. I and you know what's surprising to me is that we're not, um, <clears throat> and maybe we have been. I'm sure we probably have been attempting, if not succeeding, in causing failures of missile tests and all that sort of stuff, getting right. into their computers, messing stuff up, um, you know, dropping these missiles before they get get to where they're supposed to be because i think you know what is it about uh, they're batting about 500 in terms of missiles actually freaking getting off the launching pad yeah um, and like you, you know, said you know like the other day when we had a conversation it's kind of interesting it's they've had so much trouble now all of a sudden they're able to miniaturize and, and attach payload to these missiles and they're all you know super successful now supposedly i, I found that interesting too yeah that's why i, I had this i sat there and i went Wait a minute. They go from not being able to hit the broadside of a barn with a missile to suddenly they have miniaturized nukes that are tipped uh, on the tip of these of these missiles. I'm like, look, unless China handed them some shit, yeah, I, I, I'm no nuclear scientist, no expert, but I I don't think it happens that quick, right? You don't go from no. from unsuccessful missile tests and dropping shit into the ocean um, to suddenly having nuclear capabilities to hit someone halfway around the world. Right. Right. So it's, I found it very odd. I found it very odd. To, cur- to, to horribly massacre a comedian's joke, you can't, as it relates to girls who get weaves, you can't you can't be curling your hair with rice one day and then hair down to your butt the next day and think you're fooling somebody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what goes on with this. God forbid. I, I'm, I'm hoping that nothing happens. and. Well, I don't think I think I think it is a lot of saber rattling, but I think it is a move to to get us you know get us over there in a strong military fashion. Not that we're not already. I mean, it's but just to to ramp up our military presence because, uh, like I said, the the bases China's building, the One Belt One Road. Like there's there's a lot going on over there in the South Pacific, South China Sea, etc. Right. So what goes on then? What goes on with with this with this chain of islands and some of the um, the military bases that the Chinese have built on that on that reef down there. You know how does 
how does that all pan out? What are we going to do about those? That's that's a, that's going to be a stressful situation for you know a president to have to deal with that. Well, and it's one of those like, hey, please please don't do this. Like we've been saying to North Korea, please stop building your nuclear weapons while they just steadily build them and no sanctions, nothing happens while we just request that they don't do it. That's what Tillerson has said, you know, about China. Do not put anything on these bases. Do not militarize these bases. And sure enough, they got service to air missiles, et cetera, et cetera. They've, you know, done what we expressly asked them not to do. Yeah. Um, Obama it, didn't do. Obama didn't do shit, right? Not, to, not to what I could see. Uh, like I said, he lifted the arms embargo in Vietnam before he left. Um, you know, on one of our allies. So it's like everyone's kind of getting their their pawns in place. That's going to be an interesting region, man. I'm telling you. That's going to develop, uh, and it already is. And, you know, like, and I, we said in those other episodes, watch for terrorist attacks in that northern India region. Well, you know, watch, watch for basically destabilizing moves to go down in these places where, like, China's trying to do their thing. Uh, and if you, if you can go online and find the map of the One Belt, One Road, you can see exactly the regions we're talking about. And right. that, that also covers the, some of the areas, you know, the South Ossetia, the Georgias, the Stands, where they're using uh, terror to radicalize and encircle Russia, et cetera. So there's a lot of chess moves going on right now, brother. Yeah. So do you think, um, you know, with the terrorist funding in Syria, in North Africa, a lot of other places, um, obviously now in the Philippines, I mean, there have always been Muslim extremists in the Philippines, but now we're, uh, it seems like uh, they're being funded a little more, things are being revved up. Right. to destabilize them was that because of the president saying he was kicking out the the global bankers probably but yeah um, also it ties to to the rest of this stuff that's that's going on that you're talking about yeah and then um there's actually been some not widely reported but there's been some islamic extremist attacks in china that have started happening because there are regions of china that do have Muslims. Well, and it's that it's that Western region. It's called they're called the Uyghurs, and you're absolutely right. And these a lot of uh, this rat line that goes around militarizing and, and uh, these uh, Islamic armed forces are doing the very same thing there as a way to destabilize that region. And speaking of um, speaking of rat lines, the the ship, the Marianne Danica, yep. is on the move. You said again, the Marianne Danica, the Merchant of Death, as uh, Joe Napoli has aptly pointed out in his research, the Marianne Danica essentially just takes a route, you know, every few days up to southern Europe, essentially, uh, as we talked about, Arsenal, which is in Bulgaria, um, does a lot of uh, the exporting of these weapons. So it pretty much loads up there in that region, shoots right down to Jeddah, right back up to the southern Europe region, right back down to Jeddah. And I've literally been tracking, tracking over the last week, and that, or last couple weeks, few weeks actually, and that's exactly what it's been doing. One of the many, one of the many ships involved in the rat line, as well as we talked about Silkway Airlines, the um, the Saudi ran um, ship that also uh, does their weapons trading as well, along with drugs, along with people, along with people's parts, along with money, etc. Right. These so are the rat lines they're trying to. The rat lines. What do you think the conversations? Out? What do you think the conversations over a bourbon are in D.C. between a guy like McCain and, and Lindsey Graham? What do they? What What do those two old scoundrels talk about? Do they talk about how much money they're making off of this stuff? Do they talk about? Think- I, I think nowadays they're starting to. I think all of them in D.C. are starting to feel the heat since this. You know, and you don't hear about it since the Imran Awan arrest. The guy who was running. Uh, it was a part of the spy ring, running the IT for Congress. 
uh, just one part of the rat line. These things are starting right. to come out more and more. Elizabeth Beck, the attorney who's going getting into the fraud, and as we spoke to her and I said to her, that is just going to be the tip of the spear. Once she gets into more and more of this, we're going to see more fraud, not just related to the DNC, as related to vote fraud. Within these emails are the washing of tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars with Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, pay to play. You know where this money went, who got it, the roots on some of these rat lines. This is this is the you know like we said in the conversation with uh, Elizabeth, possibly one of the biggest criminal conspiracies in a very very long time. When people start to really understand how deep this goes and what all they're hiding, like we say again, they're rat lines of people, drugs, money, organs. It's very very deep and it has nothing to do with Russia, Paul Manafort. That's just the other thing. What do you think about Paul Manafort getting raided? Well, I think that Trump is going to be willing to give up. I mean, look, they're going to try and trip people up in uh, when when they're being questioned um, under oath, all this stuff. Well, and I the raid had to do nothing with Trump. The, the, the raid had to do with deals Manafort made with the former uh, Ukrainian president, Viktor Yurchenko. It had nothing right. to do. That's what people just think. It's just... They just know it's a Trump associate got raided, and it just becomes, oh, I told you, I told you, when it literally had nothing to do with Trump. It's about shit that he, you know, his own personal business deals. Right. And even um, last, what, early in the uh, June, New York Post wrote about that, you know, the fake dossier. The, the, the PP uh, dossier. From Fusion GPS. Yes. That uh, put together this false dossier where all the, the hookers urinating on Trump and all this sort of shit was, was made up. Um, even the New York Post had written on it, uh, where these people that are part of Fusion GPS are basically stalling, um, stalling uh, investigators, right? Well, and that's their job as a as a political operation or you know a political op firm. Essentially, their job is to obfuscate dirty tricks. I mean, they both yeah, they're, op- both. they're an opposition research group, right? Essentially, so they're yeah. paid to dig up dirt. They're paid to dig up dirt on political enemies. Or or even create shit as we see with or the, make it up with, in with this case make it up yeah right well and see and this this was all again you know this analysis goes so deep ladies and gentlemen you gotta you gotta understand the players who are in your your fusion GPS your in players who are in your things like CrowdStrike this goes to the absolute heart of this because <clears throat> the timing of the quote unquote hacks and leaks. This, Trump wasn't even this, the candidate yet. This was going on in the primaries way, way early on. So it has nothing to do with him colluding with Russia and all that because, well, I mean, for many reasons, but Trump hadn't even become the nominee yet. But right. once, once they did find out, the DNC did find out, they didn't go to the FBI like you normally would. They went to somewhere like CrowdStrike, who was ran by essentially former Intel people. Why right. go to a CrowdStrike? Because they have those Intel capabilities. And as this develops... And lawyers look into this. If it's the FBI, you can get FOIA requests. With a, with a private company like CrowdStrike, you cannot get FOIA requests. Right. And all this information still just gets obfuscated. So when you, when you start to get into the quote-unquote leaks, the hacks, whatever, whatever you want to call it, look to CrowdStrike. And look to companies like MIS Department, uh, who who ran you know ran all of the IT for for the DCC, the DNC. You got to start understanding who these players are, what uh, what acts they might have had to grind, and the access they had to these databases. You got well, you you sit there now. 
you have to rewind and explain to people, um, even the staunchest supporters of the DNC and their whole apparatus, um, that all of this Russia bullshit was started on the basis of this, even FBI uh, in hearings, Comey and people like that, were, were talking about information that was coming from this fake dossier. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It, people start getting into how com- how this was completely manufactured to right. cover, basically plain and simple, to cover the crimes that have been committed beyond, like I said, beyond vote fraud. Vote stealing the primaries from Bernie was just one part of their you know criminal activity. These guys, I mean, I'm telling you. And when you start getting into, I mean, like like some of these researchers are saying, like Al Capone. These guys is the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative. Their books are so fucked up. Their articles of incorporation or whatever that you know uh, to to create their foundation are so fucked up. So many holes in it. All you need is a decent, halfway decent auditor to look at this shit, and just it's a wrap. And that's that's just some of the stuff they're finding out. Right. Well, and and it was it was the books were messed up enough where Eric Roberman wouldn't sign off on. On the the financials and freaking and skipped town and disappeared. Absolutely, so, uh, I want no part of this shit at all. Right? So, I mean, yeah. and Roberman, Roberman has got to be he's got to be cooperating with the FBI. He's got to be in from, this investigation. From what I've been told, yeah, yeah. I mean, other researchers and investigators supposedly he has. Yeah, he's he's kind of flipped. And you know, I've I heard a lot of people that are cutting deals now. You know, like we, like we said when the Awans got arrested. Start looking for suspicious deaths, people copping deals, and sure enough, in D.C., you're having shootouts with Capitol Police. You're having people who own this this car dealership where this this theft ring was taking place out of. He winds up dying. Right. Silent partners of that wind up dying. Other associates of of uh, Ahmed Mahmoud, other associates of, of Awan Brothers, they wind up showing up dead. The brother of the prosecuting of the state's attorney's office or whatever in in Fairfax, Virginia, where all of this is happening, he winds up dead. A lot of dead bodies, man. A lot of, I mean, that's and, just some yeah. That's it's funny because you were like, "There's going to be bodies falling," and sure enough, man, that's happening at a breakneck speed. Well, and I knew it would. Like when we talked to George Webb and Jason Goodman, and he, you know, and their their research on the Awan, they've been doing it for months and months and months, and literally within days of our interview, bro, Imran Awan is a- arrested at fucking Dallas International Airport after wiring hundreds of thousands of dollars out of the Congressional Federal Credit Union. Go fucking imagine that. And that was just one of the many times he did that. That was crazy because that was happening in real time, and I'm like, all right, that, the DNC lawsuit, bodies dropping down there around Elizabeth's Way, Klaus Oberwein, all these people okay. just wanting, I mean, peep, this is, this is, the fluidity of this whole thing is real, real time, and like I said, that's a good sign that, you know, we're touching, you know, they're touching the third rail because the bodies start dropping. <laughs> we, we might be on to something. Right. Um, did I, did I read the stuff? Um, that I picked up the information on Sessions and Mueller and Manafort and all that sort of stuff, that, those anonymous messages? I don't know. So I heard about that. These are anonymous messages, uh, no name attached, just somebody who claims to be an insider who's been in Washington in the White House for for a while now. But it, really interesting, and I, I can see it being plausible. You don't. We've talked a little bit about this, but... Um, Basically, it starts with, true, I can confirm, can't say more than Sessions is a distraction, and Mueller and Manafort have already been pardoned. All formal indictments and arrests will be done soon. Um, This was all strategically planned and seamlessly orchestrated. Please remember, uh, 
that while we've endured a, uh, eight horrific years, there are more good guys than bad guys in D.C. And so you don't fully believe that Mueller could potentially be working with the Trump administration in exposing this stuff because he was, he too, they say, this person claims, was um, compromised and basically blackmailed into doing stuff that, that uh, he didn't want to do. Well, the, the reason I don't I don't necessarily buy that because Mueller's minions are doing things against Trump. Like I said, go to CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is ran by a dude named Sean Henry. He's the former D.C. head of counterintelligence in, for the FBI in Washington, D.C. He was right. put in that place by Robert Mueller. This guy runs CrowdStrike. Under right. him is a dude named Dmitry Alperovich. His dad was a dude named Mikhail Alperovich, a fucking Russian double agent. So right. all these guys are intel players. And so CrowdStrike seeing what they are doing so 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 uh, vigorously against Trump and and Sean uh, Henry being one of Mueller's minions, I just I don't know. I mean, unless he's just playing, you know, both sides, but I don't I just don't see that happen. I don't know. I don't. Well, if if you know if what this says, I'll continue. He goes, um, Mueller's been pardoned because he's elbow deep with the Clintons, Obama, and both establishment parties. Yes, he ran a a lot of backdoor channels with lots of missing money to account for, personal money too, in parentheses, yes. that he'd never avoid serving time for if he was ever investigated. He was trapped a long time ago, like so many, against his will. His vengeance has been earned, and his pardon is retribution to the decades of corruption. Trump was very careful who he selected to pull out of the Obama trenches. Dude, this sounds, this this person sounds like they know what the hell they're talking about, like, do you just make this shit up? No, uh, well, I don't, again, oh. I, I judge a cheat tree by the fruit it bears. So it's like, it, this is House of Cards, brother. Everybody is flipping sides. You could be absolutely right. But the only way to really know is to see, you know, if if this shit keeps happening, going after your Manafords, your, you know, whatever, whatever. Like yesterday, I was, I was heartened to hear yesterday some federal judge or some investigator wants to see more of Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, people like, get over that shit. If it was just emails about just dumb shit, I get it. But th I'm telling you, this is the mother load of of the dark shit that's going on. These aren't these aren't yoga emails. Mm -mm. <laughs> They're not yoga emails. So, um, but and I'll continue. Mueller being the one to bring this home is the absolute best retaliatory ass fuck to the pardon my language, but that's what it says to the establishment. I will also say this: it's intended as a sign and smoke signal for those in the establishment still unwillingly riding the coattails of McCain, Pelosi, Graham, Schumer, etc., because they've been living in fear. Mm. Mueller proves Trump knows who the real criminals are. You're going to watch Congress unite and rally behind Trump with the establishment's collapse because they will see the swamp can no longer threaten them or blackmail them anymore. I can't really say anything else. Just have faith. Hmm. So it's Again, I mean, time's going to tell on that one. Time, time will tell. Yeah, and so it's kind of interesting, though. Um, look, these people are very intelligent. Trump's very intelligent. No matter what the liberals say, the guy, you know, I, I mean, he's a very educated man. He's very intelligent. He's played. He's dude. Think of the deals he's had to negotiate. Think of the stuff. The you, don't, you don't he's build had the to, empire. He's built riding the short bus. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, so so whatever liberals say, it's they're they're completely off their rocker um, regarding that. Mueller's not dumb. Comey's not dumb. Um, you know, all these people are, are very intelligent people, and I think, you know, they're going to run operations. Um, you know, look, if, 
my guess is Trump's like, look, there's nothing on the Russia stuff anyway, so just keep doing what you're doing, right? And Trump is probably understanding that, okay, maybe if Manafort did some stupid shit, it says Manafort already has a pardon. So go ahead and do, it, do whatever the fuck you want to with him, Mueller. Make it look like you're still going after uh, us, right? Right, right. The smokescreen, we want this smokescreen up. We want friggin' all the news to be reporting how bad you hate me, how much you want me. But in the end, you're going to come out, you're going to come out with the, with the shit that we're, we're going to need, and uh, we're going to expose these people for what they are. We're going to get the information. We're going to get the emails. We're going to get the documents. We're going to get the proof, and we're going to start putting these fucking people away. And, you know, and, and I think that Sessions is, is stepping up, getting in gear with, with his stuff also, because you know, I think that Trump threw a distraction out with that, make it look like they're fighting with each other, right? Well, and I think you know, and that was kind of for public consumption, but at the end of the day when Trump was like, dude, get off your ass with the DNC and these emails, he's talking about these rat lines. He is aware of this shit now. He's, he knows yeah. about the Awans. He knows about well, the Washington human trafficking. Trump. He talked in his press conference about the human trafficking. Yes. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> like you said, you, a lot of things are going on behind the scenes. You know, uh, the, the, the G4S, the, the gangs for security using uh, MS-13, and then what happens in previous days? They go down to MS or El Salvador and shut that shit down. Uh, a, a Clinton. It's amazing. Yeah, you know Trump. Yeah, we. I mean, we. A Clinton, about hold on, that a Clinton lady got pinched for treason. A girl, uh, yeah. some girl, a staffer got just sent into a hundred days in jail for election fraud. So they're slowly chipping away at this shit. And turning people. Well, and like and like we said before, the buys are going to drop or deals are going to start getting copped. It's like, all right, I'm a small fish, but I know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the thing is, and you, we've talked about MS-13 guarding rat lines and killing people for uh, for for certain reasons, um, shutting people up, things like that. And Trump obviously knew all about it. Look, why isn't he going after the Crips and the Bloods, Jeff? Huh? I don't know. Maybe he because is on they're that. Not, they're not being they're not being used by right, right. DNC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's reportedly. Used well, of course. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've that's just what we talked about before. They've, they've used gangs for, for nefarious purposes, you know, going back to Lucky Luciano, etc. But, um, I like I said, time will tell on this, and I, I will I'll be anxious to see. And you could be right, man, because he can't go out and say how much he really knows and how much he's really investigating because the swamp is so deep, it's so dark, it's so nasty. If he starts playing his hand. That you know that gives them an opportunity to start you know counter punching and he he really can't afford that he's surrounded by by Judases he really needs to play this uh, play this smart and I hope you're right I hope you're right that's the I way think to do I am. it I, I have a gut feeling I'm, I told you about my gut feelings man I've yeah. been right on gut feelings a lot and I think that uh, minus an assassination or this kicking off these fuckers kicking off a huge war on us. Um, I think I think that Trump ends up getting these guys, man. Starts starts bringing down some big fish here pretty quick. Well, and you see online people are like Trump is using North Korea as a distraction from his Russia stuff, which is funny because you know I think they're using the North Korea stuff as kind of not even really a distraction as a as a chess move to to build up our presence more in that area. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to. I mean, he, the guy's painting himself into a corner. Kim Jong Un talking about you know Guam and this and that. And he's making he's making our moves over there much easier to to get over there and, and get our shit into place. So he needs to shut his damn mouth. <laughs> Serious. He's, he's gonna end up. He's gonna end up dead. I'm we'll see, you. man. We'll see. Well, and again, man, this, this, this. I, I implore people to go look at the Awan brothers crowd strike the timeline of of. You know these leaks, these supposed hacks, Seth Rich's death. 
you know, there's there's just you really have to do your own research, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the dead body, Sean Lucas, who on tape served the DNC and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You know, summons to show up in court. He winds up dead days later. You know, just look at the dead bodies and the associations. You know, this is the Clintons. There's you know, when you say Clintons, there's it, it's almost synonymous with dead bodies. So there, there's a lot to be found, quite frankly, even just in the last you know year. From, you know, from Seth Rich, Klaus Overwine, the Peter Smith. The attorneys that are winding up dead down in Florida, it's insane. That's why our the conversation with Elizabeth Lee Beck was really important. You know, she has her own – she wants to get her word out there and the story out there as much as possible because she thinks she's going to be killed. And if you look at, you know, the statistics of lawyers winding up dead down there. Yeah, the the life expectancy isn't uh, isn't all that long. Well, and again, not to digress too much on this rat lines, again, understanding what's going on down in Florida and Tampa, the ports in Florida. This is where fucking CENTCOM is headquartered. And supposedly, some of these contracting companies like KKNR, ran by Kissinger and Petraeus, are big time part of the rat lines and you know shipping of weapons, depleted uranium, white phosphorus. There's a lot going on, man. A lot going on, and it has nothing to do with fucking Russia and vote fraud. So, if this is kind of an interesting question, I'll I'll pose to you: if if all this stuff happens, okay, if Trump's able to expose these people. And the DNC basically is on, it, dude. It will literally implode, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it will literally implode. They're it's not already raising, on its way. They're not raising money like they used to. They're already having financial issues. Um, the DNC is is shrinking. Uh, people realize they're scumbags. All that sort of stuff. You know, the whole liberal message. Um, they've gone more and more left. They're they're virtually uh, Venezuelan government. Um, on the left right now in the United States, they're so fucking far left. Um, but if this stuff all comes unraveled, the truth comes out, if, if what we believe comes out, and people start getting arrested left and right, and I mean left and right, um, what happens to the Democratic Party? What, what happens to all the politicians that are Democrats? Do we end up potentially where we were worried at one time, in not that long ago, in this country, with us... Literally, I, I was almost panicked thinking, dude, this could end up being a one-party government in our country. Like, the Democrats might own this fucking country forever because they keep bringing in people that will vote their way, um, you know, the, the voter fraud, and people can say whatever they want. But when you've got, like, 11 counties that voted blue in California that had more votes than registered voters, there's some shit going on, right? Right. Uh, Dead people so, voting. But so then suddenly the pendulum swings so hard back the other way. If, if this stuff all happens and people are convicted, uh, indicted and convicted of, of some of these heinous crimes, do we end up with a one-party system the other way? Well, I mean, I think, I think, I think from the ashes of this, a, a new party almost would have to be formed. Because as, as we've talked about in this, Pat, you know, yes, the, the Democrats really did this to themselves, but at the end of the day, when we talk about all of this, it goes beyond right-left, and it is not a right-left thing. It is right and wrong. And like I say all the time, we need to fucking chill out with all these political footballs we kick around and start, like you said, arresting these people who, who make these conversations about politics almost pointless when you hear about child abductions and satanic ritual abuse and i mean the, the dark dark shit man people right. need to be held accountable for that and once they really see kind of how dark it is on both sides i i think people hopefully will begin to re rethink 
politics in general, the right left paradigm in general, because it is all horseshit. And they and are this, all actors, if you will. And does the system collapse completely from it? And to what extent, dude? Do well, we if it goes as deep as we talk about, it could, it will definitely shake the shit to its very core. From, right. from, from the thinking, rat lines to the spy rings, bro, you know, all these guys are compromised. It's like we got to get a fresh fucking start, which is all. I mean, right. it's really hard to do. It's so vast. And the size of all of this is just beyond my comprehension sometimes. But at the end of the day, I hope this does come out. It doesn't get filtered through some, some conspiracy theory, you know, narrative. You know, we start understanding that this is this is an institutionalized system where where wicked shit goes on, man, throughout the freaking world, involving both parties. Yeah, but I mean, so when this whole thing, if it goes down and it does implode, which it's got to, so if if it's a race against the clock, if you know you've got <laughs> excuse me, guys like Craig Sawyer, former Navy SEAL, former or Marine, retired Marine. Um, a guy that, that uh, has been in Hollywood quite a bit as, as an expert on movie sets um, for tactics and everything else, a guy that knows what's going on with the, the pedophilia in Hollywood, a guy that started the nonprofit to go after people. Um, what's the name of his nonprofit? Do you remember? Uh, I think it's Vet, Vets for Kids Rescue, I believe. Vet, vet for Child Rescue? Vets for Child or Kid Rescue, one of the two. Vets for and the number four vets for child rescue um, or kids rescue. Uh, my great guy. Was, yeah, vetsforchildrescue.org. But he just tweeted out and wrote an article, I believe, on a potential um, really really brutal civil war if Trump is removed from from office if he gets impeached. And you know, I hope it doesn't come to that. What I would prefer see, and it could go the other way. How many lefties are going to believe that? Um, you know that their political heroes are part of this much corruption and, right. and scumbaggery, right? Well, and that's so could we it talk go about the other that. way? Yeah, people got to take responsibility, be, man. Like you can't see this truth right in your face and turn away from it. Not when, not when it comes. Not hopefully it comes out like you're saying. You can't turn away from that. If you do, you then you know people people need to take responsibility for what comes from that. And do they? Um, oh, so so is is there a potential for a civil war? No matter who wins this. This battle, whether Trump wins or whether the, the swamp wins, whether the globalists win, is there potential for, for civil war no matter what? And that's what I think about. You know, what I'd love to see if, I mean, if they try to remove Trump, if they if they get him removed, I mean, throughout history, there have been some awesome tax revolts, some really kick-ass tax revolts. And I would much rather prefer that than, you know, the, the guns going off. No, uh, absolutely. But I mean, you, bro, you look at you look at what they've codified into law, man. The fucking the first NDAA making propaganda legal, second NDAA, maybe even the first one making people you know, creating this real vague uh, definition of terrorists. You got you got Sessions talking about going after alternative media that not not leaks the shit, reports the leaks. You know, us talking about rat lines coming after individuals and shows like ours for exposing this shit, coming after what they call fake news. Dude, if that's the case, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, they need to be shut down immediately if they're talking right. about fake news. So the fact yeah. that, that that legally, they, like I said, can legally can deceive with propaganda in the news, legally come after people who call it horse shit, that's, you know, I, I hopefully think Trump is going against that, but I think if, if the other side comes back in, <laughs> you and I need to take a trip to Canada or somewhere. Dude, imagine um, the founders of this country 
um, what they would be thinking right now if they were to fast forward in time and end up here and see what's going on and go, why aren't you guys shooting people? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? We start. Right? We snapped over taxes. You fuckers are like pussies. <laughs> you guys are slaves. And right. the whole idea of freedom, the whole lack of understanding of what freedom truly is, you know, they can't grasp. I mean, if, there's so many examples of it, but just just unearned entitlements alone makes slaves out of an entire 50 million uh, person population of our country. They're they're I mean, they're literally enslaved by it, and the people that have to pay, you know, more taxes than we should are enslaved on the other side. And they're they're using tax dollars to destroy a way of life of the people that are paying the bills to destroy it. Right. Right? That's what's so frustrating. Well, and I, I agree. I mean, there, there is a definitely a social engineering aspect of that. When we talked to Elizabeth Lee Beck, she was like, you know, I was on food stamps when I was younger. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I, I don't necessarily completely against that as a tool, but it's been incentivized to keep pumping out fucking babies, and we right. pay more and more and more while people have no, no intention of becoming self-sufficient. It literally becomes, you know, a crutch or their lifeline, you know what I mean, which is just beyond. There's no personal responsibility. There's no, no personal responsibility whatsoever. None. And like I said, and it's been incentivized. It's been like, no, no, keep keep fucking up. Basically, we'll we'll pay for it. We'll subsidize your fuck ups. Yeah. No. So what? What? Uh, and then the God, the NSA director came out. Not to go off on another tangent, but the mm-hmm. NSA director just came out and said, uh, we uh, we should absolutely prepare. We should be preparing for the inevitable collapse of our grid, of our power grid. And I'm like, is he foreshadowing something? Well, again, I, I'm a big fan of predictive programming and, you know, Hollywood and TV and media telling you shit before it happens. That's kind of seems like their hallmark. Uh, you, you look at the, the latest Red Dawn, and that's exactly what that was. That was North Korea coming over, hitting us with an EMP and uh, shutting the grid down. And that's, you know, I've, I've, I've heard that wargamed and spoken of as a likely scenario. An EMP or even a solar flare. If we've got hit now today with some of the bigger solar flares we've been hit with throughout history, we're fucked, man. Especially as reliant we are as our, on our on our electronics. But that shuts down everything. That shuts down your water, your gas pumps, your toilet, not just your phone and your computer. Like that creates your EB, the, the the EBT system. The all of it, bro. All of it. That <laughs> that that you know. Yeah, exactly. Let people not get their shit. You know, if, the cash machines, the all of the it, vehicle. Bro. Fries the wiring in the vehicles. Hey, you might want to buy a couple lead blankets for your, your vehicles. <laughs> Just in case the old son <laughs> decides to act up. Yeah, yeah. At least then we can go road hunting. Dude, I mean, there's, there's plenty, honestly, of scenarios. And, I mean, honestly, we talk about it all the time. It's such a unique time to be alive. Like, there's there's so many different things that are going on right now. And I, I, it frustrates me to see people very passively... Um, not seeing the seriousness of everything, not to say we have all the answers, but there is so much shit going on right now. And the divide and conquer is, is always in huge play because I see grown adults. <laughs> I won't even mention any names, but I have a couple, like, oh, fuck, I won't mention her name, but a, a, a daughter of a big celebrity. She's out in California, big liberal. And I'm like, wow, you're you're a grown adult sounding like this. Like, so it's, right. I don't know if it's something in California, but they just... Their, their hatred for Trump just blinds them completely to anything outside of their hatred for Trump, really. It's pretty sad. Yeah, and you've got uh, – what, what's the representative, uh, Kathleen Rice? 
you see what she freaking wrote on Twitter today? Uh-uh. That moon bat? <laughs> this, this, this moon bat writes that uh, Dana Lausch and the NRA are domestic threats to this nation under Trump's administration. Right. And I, I was like, well, you know, when, when someone in the government says that, that law-abiding citizens are suddenly a threat, that harkens, brings me back to 1938 fucking Germany. Like, with, with that kind of thought process right. in government. Right? I just, I don't want to get fired from my job at the fucking network, but I wanted to go off on her, man. Just, I, she's a lunatic. Yeah, dude. You, it, it's, like I said, it's a very interesting time. And, uh, I, again, I don't want to bring up the A word as it relates to Trump, and I don't mean asshole. I, I, you know, People are saying, you know, executive, what is it, executive action could be called against Trump. They're trying to take him out, supposedly. The, the, the scenario of Trump being taken out uh, is, is a possible scenario. I've seen by, you know, former intelligence people, etc. I think that, that could spark some serious shit. If he is, if he is taken out in if a he got assassinated, way, yeah. If he got assassinated, there, there would be some serious ass kicking going on. Even in impeachment, I think people like I think people are going to see through that and realize that he will have been illegally removed. Like th- th- this, this silent coup, not to quote a, a Richard Nixon book, but this silent coup is taking place. Like it's, I, oh yeah. I, I'm sorry if people don't get it and they're that pissed at him and think it is all about Russia. I'm sorry, but it's just not. But he, he he's he's a threat, man. He's a threat to the order right now, especially with these investigations that ensnare everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their their asses are on the line, man. They're they're scrambling to do anything they can to take him out. So, um, you know, it's so so I'm going back to Moonbat here for a second. Hold on. Um she I just I don't even know Moonbat. Some of the stuff. That, that needs to be a t-shirt. We need to somehow make that into a meme or, or some kind of a t-shirt, something having to do with Moonbat. Mm-hmm. Moon bats, yes. Yeah, she goes, I'm just going to say it. NRA and Dana Lausch are quickly becoming domestic security threats under President Trump. We can't ignore this. Yeah. See, again, a grown person with, with, the, with the criteria of, of what a domestic threat is, like the information, like, really? Dana Lash, the fucking NRA, I mean, whatever. If, to be that ignorant, whatever. You can't know what you don't know, but, sweetheart, there is much more hardcore domestic threat taking place in Washington DC than the NRA and Dana fucking Lash. Yeah, and and these these liberals, I mean uh Dan Pfeiffer goes, uh don't gloss over the fact that Trump threatened what can only be interpreted as a nuclear attack on North Korea if Jim Kim Jong un taunts him. Uh, so they just instantly go to, okay, he's going to drop a nuke on him. Right. Fucking nuts. Dude Kim Jong Un's navy is like three John boats. <laughs> I know. It, yeah. It's it's like okay, yeah, we need to nuke a guy with fucking a wooden navy. <laughs> complete idiots. Just complete fucking idiots. Well, and that's like I said, everybody makes it a binary thing. Like, well, if he attacks him, it's got to be nuclear. Like, you know, I, I, granted, he did say fire and fury, the likes of no one's ever seen before. I'm like, you do know there was a couple of fucking nukes drops. We've seen some hardcore shit already, so. <laughs> I don't know what, what you've got, some fucking kind of laser beam or something. <laughs> well, they can shoot shit down with lasers now. Oh, you yeah. That, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw the Navy dust that off not too long ago. What I, what I think is awesome. I think that's 
amazing. I, I like the laser. I like the lasers for crowd control that heat up the human body. Oh, the microwave guns. Oh yeah, those are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw those. They used those. Uh, what was it? One of those. Uh, one of those global confabs they had here in the last few years, maybe Pittsburgh or something. There was big protests against that. Yeah, they busted those out. The acoustic weapons and the uh, the microwave guns. People people thought those didn't exist, but yeah, the fry. Yeah, dude. like a, a microwave gun would work really well on a, like a frigid date. <laughs> Warm up, right? sweetie. Warm up. Yeah, come on, man. I just bought you a burger <laughs> with fries. Damn it, you got fries too. Yeah. All right, man. I'm good. You good? Yeah, I think I'm good. I guess you know. There's there's plenty, man. Everyone, go check out the crowd strike. Go check out the timeline of a lot of this stuff that's been going on the last year. Check out the analysis and the work of Jason Goodman and uh, George Webb. Man, they've been really putting it in. Uh, people people question their motives, but you know their their work appears to be spot on, man. So, and people can follow us at Conspiracy Farm One on Twitter. Yeah, at Conspiracy Farm, the number one at the end of it. So give us a follow, and there's a link there to donate if uh, people like to donate because we need to get on the road and start traveling a lot. And, yep, and going and, and talking to people in different places around the country. So uh, that costs money, so we want to get out and and start investigating a little deeper. And we're we not taking money from out. the bad guys, man. We're not taking money from the bad guys. So we need we need the we need the farmers help, baby. We need the farmers grassroots help as you know we get this effort off the ground. We need to go to Haiti and investigate investigate the child trafficking. Down to up to well, we, we don't want to give away our locations. Let's not do that. We we've learned to possibly play our cards a little close to the chest as far as guests and movies. Well we won't we won't announce we won't announce when we're leaving for Haiti. All right. Right. Yeah, I want All that. Right. I want that plane to make it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. champ. Uh, Travel safe, brother. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. There will be more.